What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing wonderful. How are you doing, sir? Amazing. Just got done playing some basketball, so you know I'm awake. We hope all the listeners are feeling amazing as well. We have 10 positive news stories, our favorite 10 positive news stories of the past week. Tim said he has a banger to start it off with. So, Tim, what do you got? Man, you've been giving me all kind of stuff for not having any dog stories, but I'm back. So I have a young lady. She was actually, um, she went missing around 8 p.m. Um, inside in, in this Michigan upper pen- peninsula um she basically wasn't found for hours and what ended up happening was there's this woods right next to her house and she went inside the woods and whenever her family noticed she was gone they went crazy looking for her they had the whole community show up there was drones there were dogs there were volunteers and everybody was looking for um they couldn't find her though people started to get worried i mean we all know it could be super stressful if a kid is missing um but the coolest thing happened um It was a few hours later, around midnight, um, a lady was actually riding a four-wheeler and spotted something. And what she spotted was a pack of dogs, which were her dogs, the little girl's dogs, were with her. And she was laying on top of the dogs as a pillow. Um, She basically said that she got tired and laid down. And when she laid down, she used the dogs as a pillow. And they basically surrounded her to protect her. Um, The family obviously is, is beyond happy to have her back home safe. But I really wanted to talk about those dogs, how amazing have how amazing is it that we've talked about so many dog stories and these dogs know exactly what to do whenever kids wander off, they stay with them, they protect them. They sometimes even help find somebody to save them. I just think it's amazing. I love me some dogs. I love my captain as well too. So yeah, let's start the day off with a dog story. Take that world. Pup lifting news with the positive truth. Thusavis. So my first positive news story is It is the embodiment of one of my favorite ideas is that sometimes your limitations really hurts you in the current, but make you so much stronger in the long term. And this one is coming from a whole country. So South Korea, 20 years ago, they banned food scraps from its landfill. The reason they did this, though, wasn't because of, you know, like they were trying to reduce emissions, carbon waste, trying to reduce food waste. It was because they had to. The country has a lot of mountainous terrain, which limits how many landfills can be built and how far from residential areas they can be. In 1995, the government introduced mandatory recycling of paper and plastic, but food scraps continued to be buried along with the other trash. And they were like, you know, 20 years ahead of time, like, no, this is kind of stupid. We should do something with this food waste because if we don't, people are eating food all the time. It's just going to be bad. So since 2005, 10 years later, they're like, it's illegal to, to put food waste to landfills. So what the local government did, because of their limitations of terrain, they were like, let's build hundreds of facilities for processing it. So cuss consumers, restaurant owners, truck drivers, they're all part of this network. And it gets collected and turns into useful things. So Everyone in South Korea pays a small fee, like a tax, to get their food waste picked up. It is a ticket if you throw away food waste. Doesn't matter what it is. And then in the morning, companies 
and you know the government come around they pick up all this food waste and they have been recycling it the waste gets baked and dehydrated it gets reprocessed through water leading to a treatment plant and then after all of it's done they get this product it's dry brown powder it smells like dirt and it's feed supplements for chicken ducks it's rich in protein and fiber and then they use that food waste to basically feed cattle feed pigs so then they were like hmm maybe we can do more with this i know i haven't been using complete sentences i'm sorry i just really like this positive news story so then they started saying like oh there's more bacteria in it let's add some more to it break down the organic matter they just kept doing it they've been doing it for years and every year, tons of food waste puts 800 pounds of carbon dioxide, greenhouse gases, into the atmosphere. None of that happens in South Korea now. The system isn't perfect. Doesn't have the, it has its like flaws. But they have so much less food waste as a country and so much less pollutants. And they found a way to recycle it. I think it's really awesome. I think everyone should do it. And South Korea right now is being studied by other global chain scientists and they're trying to promote this way of like standard across the world so yeah as it should be as it should be we don't even want to talk about food waste here in the united states right now um 100 i don't even want to bring it up how much food we actually waste so i think that idea is amazing 10 out of 10 everyone in the world should be doing it shout out to south korea so it's kind of like me and tim are a little older we remember when recycling bins weren't a thing and then when we were facts we, i remember yeah right i remember when we first got one i was like whoa this is crazy yes yes that's how i felt when i was a kid hopefully in the future there are food waste bins specifically for this to help save the planet feed all the fun stuff that they're doing over there in south korea so if you are faced with an obstacle right now and it's really hard and you have all these limitations it will make you better in the long run i promise that is my hill to die on today on the Positive Truth Podcast. And I promise the rest of the like stories it. will not be that long. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Inspirational story, Loki. What do you got, Tim? Man, I'm a matcher going green um, with these with this story right here. Engineers in Australia have found a way of making stronger concrete by utilizing coffee grounds, giving the roast a double shot, so to speak, uh, at life. Um, <laughs> reducing waste going to landfills. Um, I think this is a 10 out of 10 idea, man. At the end of the day, can you imagine by adding coffee grounds, which we drink so much caffeine, coffee here in the U.S. for sure. I'm not sure how it is everywhere else. I know I went to Puerto Rico recently and there was coffee everywhere too. So we're drinking coffee like crazy everywhere. So all these coffee grounds are being used to get mixed in with this concrete, which is making it stronger, which is going to give us stronger buildings. It's going to give us better roads. It's going to give us better highways. It's going to be great all around. And on top of that, it's combating all these negative emissions that we're releasing into our atmosphere. So shout out to Australia for doing it big over there. I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the podcast before. JP reminded me earlier, but we had to bring it up again. Thusavis. That's also less time the roads need to be fixed. Just saying. Exactly. Less tax money going that way. Hey. Saving money in the long run. So Tim has done the science and the dog stories. So I'm going to take his his niche. I'm going to do a hero story. Except oh. mine isn't just a hero story. It's a community hero story. 
So we always talk about comic books here on The Positive Truth. Batman, Flash, doesn't matter. We like them all. And they're always about heroes. Tim's wearing a Flash shirt right now. <laughs> they're always about heroes that, like, they make sacrifices to, you know, be better. And then, you know, you get older. It's like vigilantism is bad, blah, blah, blah. Well, in France, not uh, France, Finland, sorry, wrong F word. Bike theft is a big problem. It is, Finland has the, has the world's biggest and most extensive biking network. 621 miles or 1,000 kilometers of dedicated, well-maintained flat pass. Some cities have over 80% of people riding a bike every single day to get around, which is awesome, right? But yeah, with it's a amazing. Lot of, with a lot of bikes, there's a lot of theft with it. So when everyone has a bike and, you know, there's some are getting stolen, it becomes a big issue because that's how everyone gets around. That's like we're in Oklahoma. Everyone has a car because everything's so spread out. If there was car thefts happening every day, no one would be happy. The police, though, they, they were too busy dealing with other crimes. They're like, we can't get to every bike theft thing, which is the problem sometimes because police need to handle so many tasks. And there needs to be some sort of middle management to take the weight off their shoulders. So this community got together on a Facebook group of all things, still and Tim again, the posit- the power of positive power of social media. They created a Facebook page in Olu, Finland, called Stolen Bikes. Group came in, started by a 19-year-old named Olivia, and she was like, I'm gonna help find my best friend's bike that was stolen from school. It's expensive here, we gotta find these bikes. Started the Facebook group, other community members joined in, and now they have this whole community where they go and find people's bikes all the time. They're called the Bike Patrol. They got their own little like vests and everything. They got their own outfits. They are literally superheroes, and they get Facebook messages every day. They're volunteers. They go out and they try to find the bikes they're looking for. Since they've started doing this, they've found... Like lit- hundreds of bikes, like a bike a day, put it like that. I just think it's really awesome. I said all my positive news stories wouldn't be as long as the last one, but here I go talking again. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's just everything you like. Community stepping up when needed, helping take the load off the police officers, finding bikes for people and everything in between. And since they've done this, since they've started the bike patrol, my favorite part, they're like, our community has never felt stronger. We used to just ride our bikes, go to work every day, not really talk to anyone and just get frustrated with it. Now we can go online. We can talk to the bike patrol. We can volunteer with our kids to go look for people's bikes and we're building a stronger sense of community. So yeah, superhero stories on the positive truth. I'm with that all the way, my friend, all the way. Yes, sir. What do you got, Tim? Man, I'm going to match your superhero story. I do not have a community superhero story, but I do have this awesome story about a Florida police officer. This It made me laugh reading the story, even though it's a serious story, because I immediately like, you know, I'm in my mid-30s, so I immediately went to Baywatch whenever I, I read this story. So this Florida police officer was witnessed, two, two people witnessed him do this. Um, basically, there was a rip current out on the beach. 
inside the water, right? And this police officer drove up, immediately gets out of his car, rips off his vest, runs into the water, swims into this current, saves two people. And basically what ended up happening was, you know, it's amazing in that self. That's a positive news story right there. But what ended up happening, two people witnessed it. And when they witnessed it, they were just beyond shock. They were like, we've heard of stories like this on the news. People have talked about things like this. But to actually see it happen, it was like almost a movie. It was like a TV show. It's not something that we would normally see. Were to, to see. Um, one lady was so inspired, she actually took a picture of him. He looks like literally a model off of Baywatch. It was hilarious to me. That's the reason why I was laughing so hard. But it, it was so cool because she was like, this man just saved these two people's lives like it was nothing. And... I just got off of work so I can come over here to relax and I just witnessed the most inspiring thing I've ever seen in my life. And I just thought that was super amazing because one, police officers don't get enough credit for the amazing things that they do do. But two, <laughs> when you just get off of work, who expects to see some like life-changing event like that? I just thought it was amazing. Shout out to this police officer for going above and beyond because your boy got caught in a rip current some years ago at my sister's wedding and I almost did not make it. Um, I'm glad that I did. I just know how dangerous they can be. So the fact that he went out there confidently, that's a brave soul. <laughs> Superhero in my eyes. So for everyone listening, we're in Oklahoma. We're not in the ocean very often. Whenever I was mm -hmm. 17, I went to a little church camp and I got pulled in a rip current, but I didn't know what it was. So I was just weeing. I was just literally having fun spinning in the water. And then I came up and I was like, oh, I am really far, really far mm. out. <laughs> and then it's hard to get back. Yeah, oh, it's so hard. <laughs> you push by the tide, you get back, you're exhausted. You're like, oh, this is no joke. So yeah. Do service. Police officers saying that saving the day all the time. Before we get to our last five positive news stories, we need to pause, do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, we have to overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Man, I am grateful for health. Uh, I've been playing basketball in this rec league um, these past few weeks, and we had a game today. We had two games today, actually, and I made it through. I thought I was going to pass out because those first two games, your boy was out of shape. But uh, I'm getting it back slowly, man. I'm having fun. It's nice to move around. Like I definitely can't move like I was 19, like I could when I was 19, but I'm definitely moving around a little bit. My knees and ankles don't hurt as bad, so I'm definitely uh, grateful for, for health. Did y'all win? We won the first game, lost the second game. Mm. I couldn't throw a penny into the ocean the second game. Let me tell you that. Though. The fatigue, the fatigue <laughs> is real. It's it's set in. The first game, I think we scored seventy two points. The the second game, I think we might have had like forty four something like that. It was bad. I, I had a bunch of layups, but it was bad, man. It was bad. How long are these quarters? Two twenty minute halves. Running clock until the last two minutes. Hmm. Yes, seventy seven points, pretty good. And then the 44 is, yeah, that's... <laughs> that's about average for us. Yeah, that, that made sense. Brought us back down to reality. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sticking with my theme. I'm grateful for challenges, making you a better person. So as a kid, I was lazy, super lazy. I like to tell people I either care 100% or 0%. There's no in between with me. So a lot of my life, there was just certain tasks I would just never do, like ever. 
But since, you know, we've been doing this whole business thing with the podcast, I've learned so many skills that I would have never have learned because of the limitations, because, you know, we can't pay people for everything. So like for the podcast, I learned how to do a little audio engineering and learning how to edit videos. I would have never done that ever. I would have been like, I don't know why. Learn how to be a handyman. I built, I've been building things at the house. Unbelievable. Hey. Unbelievable. Right? There are so many like skills I have had to learn just because of the limitations. So that's what I'm grateful for today. Nice. So I'm going to stick with a biking thing for my next positive news story. Because I actually just got a bike, Tim. One of those little air fans to do cardio with. I'm going to do it on Monday hey. and Thursday. So, that's, so my bike, I'm, I'm already off track. I am over-talking this episode. It's going to be okay. I got a bike. It didn't come with all the parts. Ooh. It didn't even come with the screws. <laughs> Ooh. And then the instructions didn't make sense. It said 1 to 10. Like it had an item list and it was like 1 to 10. And then it skipped to 15. And then it skipped like some of the 20s. So it said there was 35 items, but there was only like 20 on this paper. I was like, what's going on here? Anyway, <laughs> so I just got a bike for cardio. And biking's hard. Like I haven't rode a real bike in so long. And either had this young man, an Italian student named Caldidio. He was in basically... His hometown, Rosario, Italy, but he wanted to see his grandparents. But he didn't want to drive there. He didn't want to fly there. He didn't want to pay for it. He was going to bike there. And the reason he wanted to bike there was for he wanted to do it for charity. He wanted to raise money for the cancer, the Italian Foundation for Cancer Research. But he's like, man, I haven't ridden a bike in years. I can't do this. I'm out of shape, but I'm going to do it. I have a goal. So for two months, he rode his bike every day. And then he was like, all right, my goal is it's exactly 1500 kilometers or 932 miles to get from Italy to England, where my grandparents live. I want to raise one euro for every kilometer I go. So he got on his bike, he made it happen, put it on social media, and he ended up raising not just 1,500 euros, he ended up raising 4,285 euros. It took him 15 days to get from Italy to England. And then whenever he got there, his grandparents, you know, grandparents are the best ever. They're the most supportive, you know, human beings on the planet. They brought, he, they flew in other family members, they greeted him in. They were so proud of him for raising money. Just a wholesome, positive news story here on The Positive Truth. Absolutely. Dang, look at you with the health positive news story, Loki. I know, right? What do you got, man? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, man, I'm, I'm going to do this one. This one's pretty awesome. So I'm really into Legos right now. My daughter is obsessed with them, man. Um, that's the reason why I'm talking about this positive news story. It touched my heart. Um, there was a little boy. Um, he basically lost one of his Legos. Uh, it was actually a little little male character. Um, this male, little male character was super, super important to him because he just went on a family vacation and they went to this uh, Lego facility where they were able to make your own custom Legos. And he took the time to make the one that he wanted that he thought was amazing. Brown hair, Hawaiian shirt, just everything that he wanted, right? Um, he ended up losing it. He put it in his pocket to show his grandmother, ended up going to the park. It fell out of the, his pocket. 
and you know was just beyond sad about it um they backtracked him and his mom backtracked everywhere he went they couldn't find it so he came up with the idea of drawing a picture have you seen me and he drew a picture of his little lego and he described it about having you know the brown hair matching brown eyebrows hawaiian shirt and all um the picture's a super cute picture that's by a 10 year old kid the mom shares it on facebook and explains exactly what i just told you all how they just went on a family vacation and it was super important to him um after the community saw the post a young girl actually found the lego at the park she told her mom the mom contacted the mother on the facebook post and they reunited that lego with the little boy the power of social media here is amazing um i thought it was awesome the fact that one the post is super cute if i were to see that on my social media feed i'd be like oh man i'm definitely going to share this but two for it to actually be found and the little boy obviously was beyond happy and grateful for it i just thought it was beautiful all around i think the power of social media is great whenever our community actually uses it the right way just like this so i'm i'm just going to be talkative right now first of all where is this place because i want my own manchester <laughs> manchester you are not lying you okay. are not lying second you know, you said your daughter's in Legos right now. Mm-hmm. Growing up, my uh, pops would say, oh, JP likes Legos, but he, he never puts them up, and I hate stepping on them. It's the worst pain ever. So have you stepped on a Lego yet? The, the worst uh, experience I had stepping on a Lego, I think Layla was like coughing. She was about to throw up, and I'm in my room. It's the middle of the night. I'm rushing in there like super dad. Crack, crack. I stepped on like two or three Legos. I <laughs> twisted my ankle. It was like the worst, the worst. And then I had to fake it, JP. I had to fake it and still be strong, carrying her to the restroom. It was all bad news. <laughs> all bad news. For the record, that was not scripted. I did not know you had that. <laughs> I did not know that was coming. I feel like my life is like a sitcom, JP. Like the things that happened to me. It's hilarious, especially with Layla. Like, let me let me tell you this really quick. I know we're over talking. We're play fighting yesterday, and I have like these little nunchucks. Well, Layla has these little nunchucks, and like I'm, I took took them from her, and she was like hitting me with it. After I took them from her because she was hitting me with it, and I said, "Hey, Layla, we have to make some rules with these. No hitting in the face." And she was like, "Oh man, what about the knees?" <laughs> like what? <laughs> I immediately like. I went from like this serious mode to like just busted out laughing immediately. Like, ah, oh, I can't do this with this little girl. Moments like that, man. Uh, you said my life's like a sitcom too, but for different reasons. We're not going to say <laughs> positive truth after dark. Anyway. Who sabes? Also, everyone has a favorite toy growing up. I feel like I played with toys longer than like anyone else. So the fact they got found, super awesome positive news story. Yes, sir. I'm going to tell a short positive news story. Everyone likes snow leopards. They're the little cute leopards that are, you know, really small, can't hurt you. Well, in, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. In Bhutan, they were going extinct. And in 2016, there were only 96 in this country, in this section of Asia. Since then, they've had a 39.5% increase, and they're at 134. They reside in Asia's high mountains. They have been cared for since 2016, and they're hoping they can get another 40% here in another seven years. And we do like saving the animals here at The Positive Truth. Absolutely. 
What do you got, man? Man, my last one I have is a story about... Actually, I'm not even going to tell you what it's about. I'm just going to tell you the story. It happened in Salt Lake City, and there was this restaurant, right? It's a Mexican restaurant. A lot of people were there. Um, actually, this man by the name of Steven, he was there. Um, he's actually a regular. The restaurant is called Monarca in Salt Lake City. Um, he visits there a lot, and he actually had a small group of friends there um, with him this time. It was about 20 of his friends, right? They're enjoying their meal. They're having a great time. And he actually was like, you know what? Can you bring the owner over here? And Monarco's owner, his name is Alfonso uh, Brito. He basically walked over and Steven said, hey, can you get your whole entire staff? I would like to thank them for just giving us great hospitality. We really enjoyed ourselves. Um, so Mr. Brito gets his staff. They come together, grabbed all the cooks, grabbed all the dishwashers, all the servers, everything. You and I both worked inside the restaurant. So, you know, it takes a team to keep that thing going. Right. Um, that being said, so Steven is, you know, sees the whole staff. He basically tells them thank you very much. He appreciates everything that they're doing, and he pulls $10,000 out of his pocket. He tipped the entire staff $10,000. Um, the reason why I wanted to talk about it on here, um, the re- Mr. Uh, Brito, he was beyond emotional about it. His response was like, this is bigger than just a tip. This is going to everybody here. This is going to their families. This money is staying in our community. People like Steven have no idea how much, even though we're all splitting this money, how much this money is going to affect us in a positive way. And we are beyond grateful for people like him. Um, I'm actually going to quote right now what he said. Uh, It was in Spanish, so I don't want to mess this up. You guys get to hear me speak a little bit of Spanish, but English and Spanish, I guess Spanglish a little bit, but Gracias from the bottom of our hearts. Your extraordinary act of generosity will forever be etched in our memories. We are truly blessed to have people in, in people like you in our community. Con todo el corazón, las familias de Monaca, which means with all of the love, the Monarca families, the families of the Mar- Monarca. Um, Basically, they're, they're beyond grateful, man. I just thought this was awesome. Not all of us can afford to pull out $10,000. We all would like a, a $10,000 tip. But at the end of the day, doing it how he did it, I just thought was beautiful. I've actually been a part of like somebody tipping our whole entire staff, like I think $20 each. And it was actually a pretty cool moment because I know it was like December. Everybody's worried about Christmas presents and stuff for their families. And an extra 20 bucks then and there was definitely a happy moment for all of us. So I can only imagine how this uh, staff felt. Oh, they're never going to forget it. I Great positive news story. I'm going to make a joke. Tim, you pronounce better in Spanish than you do in English. Just say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a 10 out of 10 joke by JP there. (laughs) So my last positive news story is my favorite one. It's about a young lady named Shirley. She lives in Jerusalem. And she's 53 years old. She's a mother of three. But when she was 43, about a decade ago, she began having difficulty speaking and it got worse over time. She couldn't even utter a single word. So Shirley started, you know, withdrawing more and more. And then she stopped communicating entirely. She was she was diagnosed with spasmodic dysphonia. Apparently, you know, see, struggling with English here. That's why I made the joke. (laughs) So it's a neurological disorder that can affect the voice and speech. What happens is the muscles in someone's throat, it goes into periods of spasm. And sometimes the disorder can be temporary, can like be temporary or it can get improved with treatment. But it usually happens to adults when they reach middle age. Women get affected more than men. But 
Shirley's was really bad. And what made it worse was when she first started getting it, she would go to the doctor and all these doctors were telling her like, oh, we don't know what's wrong with you. You're good. You know, you just got a whore, uh, uh, like a little harsh, hoarse voice. Like, you'll be fine. And she said she just felt ashamed because she couldn't speak right. She felt her heart shrink. She couldn't communicate with her three children. And then she was she wasn't getting diagnosed correctly. So she's losing faith in her voice and who she is as a person. And she's not getting correctly diagnosed. So she's just taking L after L after L. Two years ago, Shirley went to an ears, nose, and throat doctor in Tel Aviv Sarovsky Medical Center. I'm doing good with my pronunciation. <laughs> and then they saw it and they're like you got a really bad case, but we can try some things. So the first treatment they did was actually Botox injections, which usually helps, but it didn't, it didn't lead to a cure or anything. So they're like, mm, we're the leading operators in the world. We can do an innovative operation that hasn't been done yet in Israel. It has a really high chance for a cure, but like, we're one of the first people that's ever done it. This surgery, whenever they did it, they did these little insertions in her vocal cords. And then after Shirley got out of the uh, surgery, you know, you wake up, she says she felt reborn. She felt a release in her throat and she heard herself talk for the first time in a decade. And she was like, I feel like I've been reborn. I was considering learning sign language and never speaking again for the rest of my life. Now no one's ever going to stop me from talking again. <laughs> Super happy. It's a groundbreaking, innovative surgery that has been working. And now we can take it all over the rest of the world. So the science is cool with the Positive Truth Podcast. Take that world. I think we're at 10 positive news stories. Tim, do you have a quote before we get out of here? Absolutely. If you see someone without a smile today, give them yours. Quotes by Tim. And we're out. Stay positive.